0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: WF aftermath just 24 hours before we invade the Arena tomorrow night once again that is tomorrow night live Friday night a special edition of ASWF wrestling live from the Arena tomorrow night and of course we all know why we have that special edition of course I am joined tonight by my uh, broadcast colleague uh, Cornbread Cornbread how are you doing here tonight?
2: Oh man, I am excellent. I'm psyched up. I'm ready. And all I can say is is um it's a rarity we have it's a rarity that ASWF has Friday night shows and this Friday night will be special. I'm ready You're to ass- roll, man.
3: You're
1: absolutely right about that. I can literally feel the electricity about an hour and a half away as we are, you know, just a day before the return of Woogie woogie man. I'm more excited about let's be honest here, I'm more excited about the dirty little game, dirty little Dave and the Lethal Legion, uh, and their possibility of uh defeating, hopefully, and uh ridding the Valiant Arena so these guys who bust their butts every week uh can get some can get some action and some recognition here, you know, and uh run Jimmy Valiant out of town.
2: Well, no well i'm not gonna I'm not gonna go that far, Mike and 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 here and here's what I will say um and, and we really kind of really need to really, really emphasize this. Not only is you no, know, you have literally and no no pun intended an all-star cast of legends all in this matchup. Of course, you're talking about elite legion, and of course you're talking about the dirty little game. Look what's on the other side of that. That equation, you have a WWE Hall of Famer, the whole, the one and only Handsome Jimmy Valiant, who of course the arena is his namesake. You have well, Rocky, what's Ricky,
1: Roll. Cornbread, just one second though. I have to throw this out there. I feel like there should be an okay. asterisk next to Handsome Jimmy's name in the WWE Hall of Fame, and uh, there should be a little footnote there that says the only reason why this man's in the Hall of Fame is because of Johnny Valiant. Let's be
2: honest here. Well, he's a part of that Hall of Fame cast as well. I mean, of course, he didn't go in as solo, but bottom line, I mean, if you really look at the track record of the Valiants, just the Valiants alone, whether it's Jimmy or whether it's Johnny, the track record of the Valiants, you know, it's impeccable. I mean, they're one of the only few teams to really, really headline Madison Square Garden, especially now that they're back inside the wrestling fold, Earlier this year, but I digress But, I mean, just going on that subject Look at, I mean, really You have a a legit all-star cast of legends here All in one blockbuster eight-man main event I mean, mean, really Will it get any better than that? I mean, and, and of course When you look at our talent roster Even currently now Bottom line, you can already call them legends because, you know, you said it. We have a whole we have a whole roster of young talents that literally come in and literally just put hundred and twenty percent in. And this is gonna be a special show for them to compete on, especially when it comes to multiple, multiple shows, everything all leading up to Halloween resurrection.
1: Absolutely, and that's exactly what we're going to get to, the lead-up into Halloween Resurrection that's going to be coming at you next month. As we now know that there will be a penitentiary of pain, and the Evolution Championship hangs in the balance. We now know that there will be a death match, and we'll get to that later, the participants in that one later. But real quick, you know, I don't want to waste any more time on the has-been that, as you said, sold out Madison Square Garden Uh in the 70s and 80s. I want to talk about what's going on right now in professional wrestling. And I do have a guy who I do see a ton of potential. Don't get me wrong. I see a ton of potential in this young man. But, uh, you know, he kind of ran into some uh, stiff competition and got his boat whooped about two weeks ago there in the Valiant Arena, uh, obviously talking about the everyday challenger, Mr. Troy Twain. And we're going to get right into it. Troy, how are you doing here tonight?
4: Well, I am doing great It's been a very challenging week So far But I'm doing good And um, I'm just ready to get some talking going on hey, I can certainly
1: understand that Well first thing I want to ask you Is Troy You've been in this business for what? A cup of tea? I mean let's be honest here You haven't been around very long What made you have the gumption to step up To the, let's be honest, the legitimate
4: ASWF Evolution Champion Josh Cross and accept his Open Challenge? Well, for one, this is a new era. And when it's a new era, you got to step up the competition. And for me, I want to face the best of the best. And if I have to answer to anyone's, quote, Open Challenge and, quote, legitimate champion – then I'm going to prove that I belong here. Well, so, I mean, I got uh, to give you credit there. Go ahead, go ahead. I'm
1: sorry. I was just going to say, I got to give you credit there. Troy, for, you know, as long as you've been in this business, I do have to give you credit. You were able to hold your own. But in the end, it looked like the original Misfit, you know, did the smart thing, and he took the town out and lived to fight another day, as we'll talk about later. But, I mean, your night wasn't over, you, you then stepped up and took on the psychotic savior. I mean, Troy, I've literally got to question your your mental capacity. Not only did you step up and poke the angry bear that is the original misfit, John Cross, with the stick, then you went after cataclysm.
4: Boy, have
1: you lost your mind?
4: No, I did not lose my mind. And here's the reason why. For the past few weeks, I have been getting wins. But the first two wins I got in this promotion, the first one was a win when people got involved and I didn't know about it. And then when it came to Josh Cross, who calls himself the Evolution Champion, just runs away, no, I'm not going to accept a count-out victory. I want to win fair and square. I want pinfolds and submissions that I've done by myself. And to me, I asked for an open challenge, and calculism was the one who answered it. And I showed up and put my um game on the line and somehow managed to pull the victory, even though there was a little bit of confusion going on at the end of the um, match. Well, then
1: there was some top in that contest. I mean, I understand you said in the Josh Cross match, you didn't want to pick up the victory by, you know, count out, which, I mean, let's be honest, anytime you can get a victory over the original Misfit, if you're smart, you're going to take it and run. But, I mean, I, I've got to give it to you. You got back up on the horse and you went ahead and went back out there and did an open challenge. And you're right, though, there was some tall foolery there as the lights went out and some eerily similar, and I can't quite place that music yet. Yeah. But some I know I've heard it somewhere. But music started playing, and all of a sudden you were able to roll on cataclysm. And I mean, hats off to you. I got to give you the clap. Uh, you know, I got to give you the the uh, ovation here. You know, you picked up the victory, and, and you know, I I gotta say it's gonna do wonders for your uh, for your career, cornbread.
2: Okay, I mean, to me, it it was a shock. And and this is no so disrespect to you, you know, uh, Troy. And, you know, for you to get two wins in one night over two former champions, no matter how you get them, uh, what were your feelings? When, bottom line, you threw out an open challenge, cataclysm, ended up answering. On this opinion, Did you actually believe in your heart that you was going to score that win over Cataclysm, or did you think otherwise? What was going through your mind that whole time once
4: you made that open challenge to Cataclysm? Well, for one, when I definitely heard that music going on, I knew that it was definitely going to be um, a very challenging um, match for sure. Because, you know, you know, Calculism is a former ASWF um, champion in many different areas. And, you know, like I said, it was going to be a slim chance of me winning. But, you know, as soon as that bell rang, I got on top of him and tried to give it my all. Even though I did suffer quite a good bit of good hits. And But once that music hit and the lights turned red, I didn't know what happened. It's just... Maybe it was a blessing in disguise. I don't know. But when those l- lights turned red and the music hit, my opponent was distracted, and, you know, I just took advantage of it. So any- when, when anything happens, it happens for a reason. Was right. it for me, to get my first win legitimately, I don't know. I've been asking around about what happened with the lights and what was going on with the music, but no one doesn't seem to know what happened. So I'm just well, gonna I'll, say it was a blood in disguise or something like that. I don't know.
2: Well, I will say this. You've been you've been literally on a hot streak as of late. Um and I know you have your sights set for championship gold, and of course, later on tonight we will we'll be talking about that pendulum. <laughs> um we will we'll be talking about that special match that Mike that Mike brought up um earlier and it will concern the evolution championship coming up at Halloween resurrection. Here's my question to you. Which championship if you gather if you wreck up the more major wins, or what if you was able to get that match, and even if it's a non title match against D Mike? Do you honestly think that you scoring that monster win over D Mike in a non title match could possibly set you up for a championship match? following Halloween resurrection or
4: what? Uh I don't know. You know, D Mike he's a very talented um individual, definitely a very proud champion in his um deservings. And, you know, like if I was to have a match with D Mike and somehow scored victory over the what I believe is the real champion, then you know, I would believe that I will be entitled into a um championship opportunity. But right now, all I want to do is um, just have the matches that I'm being given to get these wins, and maybe one day get a future championship opportunity. Mike,
1: I can certainly understand everything you're saying there, Troy. As far as that, you know, obviously uh, everybody focusing on that penitentiary of pain coming up with the uh, Evolution Championship. But I mean, I have to, I have to disagree with the both of you. Let's be honest, possession nine tenths of the law, as I've said many a time, and it through your skulls. The legitimate evolution champion is the original misfit. And I mean, I got to give it to you. You did score a victory over him just about two weeks ago, Troy Twain. Troy, I got to ask before we let you go, I know you're kind of running a tight schedule here, but I got to ask before I let you go, what are we looking for here in the future? Because, I mean, I've got to even say, if It surprised me what you were up to two weeks ago. What can we look forward to from you in the future?
4: Well, the only thing I can say is whoever wants to face me, step up. I'm willing to take on any kind of competition that's being thrown at me. And just to add to who you believe is the legitimate champion, let me ask you this, Mr. Michael Mm Cunningham. If Josh Cross was – Legitly the champion Then why Should a champion Keep running and running And running away from The competition Because to me If you are a true champion You need to finish the match And win by a pinfall And submission instead of running away And taking a loss To me we need a true Champion not a Paper champion that we are seeing from Josh Cross Well
1: I'll go ahead and answer this to you uh, Troy The thing is with this whole situation Is and I've said it before Josh Cross knows what it's like to be a champion Josh Cross knows That he is going to face the best Of the best and get their best Shot on every given night But he's smart enough to realize That he can live to find another day And he still has to go out there and remain the Evolution Champion, as I truly believe he is the un, the quote-unquote unrecognized ASWF Evolution Champion. We can call D-Mike the recognized champion, but let's be honest, we know who has the belt and who's carrying it with prestige that it has that it deserves, unlike D-Mike, who uh, really has been soiling the name of the Evolution title since April.
4: you know you have you have your legitimacies and all i can say is you have your opinion i have my opinion to me Mike is the true champion and josh cross just wants to run away because he knows that the competition has stepped up and he's just trying every way possible to hide from the competition and just take a championship that's not rightfully his
1: Well, I mean, I'll say this, you know, we can agree to disagree uh, on that. Uh, One thing that we can both agree on is come Halloween Resurrection, both men will be locked inside of the Penitentiary of Pain by virtue of uh, their victories at the last uh, ASWF show. Both men qualifying for the uh, Penitentiary of Pain, and we'll get to those victories here a little bit later tonight. Troy, I want to say thank you and uh, good luck. Uh, tomorrow night and here in the near Future in the ASWS Well thank you
4: it's a pleasure Being here and I'll see You guys later Thank you very
1: much ladies and gentlemen that was Mr. Troy Twain and let's get back Into this you know let's talk a little Bit about what happened in that Matchup that opening contest between The original Misfit Josh Cross and Troy Troy Twain excuse me The everyday challenger I got To give them credit you know when He came out, Josh, and even myself, you know, I even cracked a smile. To be completely honest, the answer is the full disclosure. Even I cracked a little bit of a smile. What was this kid doing stepping up to the original Misfit, an ASWF Hall of Famer, and let's be honest, the legitimate ASWF Evolution champion? I I honestly thought it was going to be overmatched, but I've got to give credit where credit's due. The man
2: did step up, and, you know,
1: he gave he Josh
2: a job, What a fight. Yeah, no question about it, Mike. And what's that one thing you've all you've always said, or we've always said here on ASWF aftermath? Opportunities like this don't come very often. And however you get the win, you get the win. And for me, to me, it should have been an open and shut case for Josh Cross. Now, you can talk about now you may now you may like his tactics, you may not like his tactics. But the one thing you can agree on is that the fact that Josh Cross is a veteran. He's been there, he's done it. He's heading to the Penn Croin in that championship match to finally shut all the doubters up and walk away with the evolution championship. But he has to realize that. Even in that penetrant pain match, he will not be running very far. Because, I, I, and you heard me ask this question to Troy when we had him on here just a few seconds ago. I'm going to put it out there. What if Troy Twain can rack up more victories? Will he be the next one in line for an evolution title shot following Halloween Resurrection?
1: Well, you know, that's certainly a question to be asked to uh, our commissioner, the great Joey Britt, who uh, seems to be quite absent uh, here as of late uh, being a commissioner. I actually walked by his office this afternoon about two o'clock. And, of course, his lights were out. He took an early day uh, today and went home. But uh, the thing is with this whole situation, you know, uh, that would obviously was for the championship committee. and uh, But, you know, I should should Troy Dwayne pick up a few more victories, I've got to give the man credit. You know, he, he could force the conversation upon the championship committee as to uh, as to potentially qualifying for a title match. And speaking of qualifying for a title match, uh, the first fatal four-way qualifier for the penitentiary of pain, which we
4: now know will
1: be for the ASWF Evolution Championship of Halloween Resurrection, went down. Mm-hmm ago In our second contest of the night, we had the Suicide King Ray Ray take on the always dangerous Insane Shane and uh, Heinzman, as well as Justin Vincent. And the action was wild in this contest. I mean, just literally, there couldn't there couldn't have been nothing to stop anything. It looked like at one point uh, Justin Vincent had everything under control. And we saw Excalibur come out and just viciously cost just a bit of the contest. We saw Suicide Oldest Crowley come out and let's be honest, cost Ray Ray his spot in the yep. Penitentiary of Pain at Halloween Resurrection. And I want to stop right there just for a second. And once again, Cornbread, I, I mean, I can't be the only guy with half a brain cell that sees this. The Suicide Team is literally allowing his emotions to cost him. Like every other member of the Menai, the Suicide Team, is allowing his emotions. Get out of the and it's costing him big-time opportunities in the ASWF. And as we'll get to later, we now know it'll be him versus Suicide Otis Crowley at Halloween Resurrection. And I truly believe it will be his emotions that will cost him that contest probably not that Halloween resurrection. But let's just talk about right now the emotion of the suicide team and how it is playing a negative role in his contest.
2: Well well I, I, I think the word distractions was written all over that all over that four way match. Uh that four way qualifier uh, for the pen, for the pain match. Uh, penitentiary pain match, excuse me. Yeah, he was the strategy. And to me, it's almost as if you need the National Guard just to break up Ray Ray and Otis. Bottom line, I mean, you know, we we talked about it on this show. The the F word called focus, and whenever your focus is not on the game plan, or even if you have, because you know, in the back of your mind, you have to figure. In the back of both Vincent's mind, he really had Excalibur In the back of his mind You have to figure When it comes to the Suicide King, Ray Ray He had to have Otis Crowley In the back of his mind You have to know That those That those feuds right there Will somehow intertwine and end up costing Both Vincent and The Suicide King, Ray Ray And here's the thing if you know, Since we're on the subject how distracted is the Manai? And they're very distracted at the moment. Well, can they pick up the pieces? I think so. But I think right now, you know, before we even get ahead into the potential match coming up at Halloween Resurrection, and there's supposed to be a contract signing? Or supposed to be making it official uh, tomorrow night in Valley in Arena? Uh
1: there's quite a few things
2: unless going if, on. Go ahead. I mean, unless if they already made that clear. I'm not sure.
1: I believe I believe the situation you're referring to, I believe Otis Crowley and uh, the suicide team, yeah, I believe that they have, uh, I know I've seen the paperwork being drafted by lawyers all week okay. here at HWF headquarters and uh, that they've been, you know, going back and forth trying to hammer out the details. Representatives for uh, Suicide and of course the Suicide Team, because let's be honest, who's wacko enough to represent him? But uh, you know they've been going back and forth. I'm not sure when the contract will be ready to be signed, but uh, before too long they will be signing this uh, deal. And as far as I know, though, the deal is done. Uh, the you okay. know it's gonna happen. Uh, Ray wants the death match. Okay. And- I
2: understand suicide uh, uh, is all for it yeah i I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt you mike but I know we do have to stress this out the a s w f has literally said publicly that they wouldn't they will literally assume no responsibility for what happens between those two am I, am i right or wrong on that
1: you are absolutely correct about that, and I mean that's smart business strategy. For once, Rock and Ricky Rowland makes a smart business strategy and says, "Hey, I can't be held responsible." Uh, I I I mean, I
2: mean that's I mean that's too I mean that's too great of a risk to take, especially when you have those two. I I, I mean, right now it's almost as if to say, "Hey, lock them up, let them go." We're washing our hands away from it, and to me, that's what ASWF is saying right here. They're going to wash their hands away from this whole situation that will take place, and they're just going to let them sell it once and for all.
1: Well, that certainly will be an interesting cause, and one man that kept his eyes very close while on this fatal four-way talking about Mr. Brad Hicks, and Brad Hicks is on the line now. Mr. Bryant, can you hear us?
3: Absolutely, I can hear you. Unfortunately, I can hear you as well. But I don't know what your problem is. But I, you
1: know exactly what my problem is. My problem, honestly, should be very similar to uh, to uh, something you have an issue with. But you know, we'll see what's going on there, Brad. Uh, one thing here I want to mention is your your uh, Justin Vincent, uh, attacked viciously by Excalibur here in this fatal 4 man. match and really popped a spot in the penitentiary of Thanks. What are your adjustments? What are you hearing
3: from
4: Justin since this past uh, show? And, you know, what's your response
3: to that? Well, you know, um, unfortunately, I've I've had to be away a couple of shows uh, with other business to attend to, but um, there's been... Uh, uh, a who's who of emotion, uh, you know, following what took place at the last show. Obviously, you know, Dustin um uh, enjoys being in front of the crowd. He enjoys performing, uh, you know, doing what he loves to do. But at the same time, he has aspirations of basically – you know, wanting to solidify his place in professional wrestling, and a lot of the guys do that by adding championships to their resume. And for for Excalibur to put the brake on the vehicle on the highway to that Evolution Championship shot is something that's right now met with a ton of anger, um, a ton of frustration, and. To be honest with you, you know, we had a game plan in place. We were going to try to do something, but we've stopped since then, and we've regrouped, and we're going to attack this uh, from a strategic standpoint. Um, you know, to come out, honestly, you know, all guns blazing, you know, flying by the seat of your pants, uh, letting anger and, and and rage lead the way, It's something that Excalibur, I feel, wanted, wants to happen. Uh, so we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna step back we're gonna regroup and 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 focus on on some stuff uh, for Friday night. Uh, you know, obviously the legend of Memphis Jimmy Valiant's going to be in town. Um, it's going to be a great show, but but you know, there's also going to be a ton of other great things going on that night as well. And, and Justin Vince is going to be in the mix. Um, and Excalibur will get what's coming to him. I can promise you that. Um, You know, I thought about that this afternoon. It was, you know, funny that you mentioned it. You know, I try to focus on everything for Justin Vincent and and to guide his career in where it needs to be. And, you know, this guy calls himself a hero, and he says that everybody loves him. A hero does not act the way that X-Caliber acts. And nobody in that building loves X-Caliber. Um, he may have a a, a legion of fans sprinkled throughout the arena, but nobody particularly cares for the guy. Uh, You know, I don't know what's going on with him, why he's doing what he's doing now, but it will be ended and it will be stopped at the hands of Justin Vincent, whether it be Halloween Resurrection, whether it be Friday night, whether it be six months from now, payback will be delivered to one Excalibur. Well, Brian, I
1: hate to cut you off, but we're getting kind of busy here on the soundboard. We actually have a guy uh, whose friend beat your protege in that fatal four way, and he is now qualified for the penitentiary of pain. So I figured we'd bring the winner's perspective on here. Mr. uh, MC, how are you doing here tonight?
0: Hmm. Well, well, well. If it isn't Mr. Good, bad, Brad. Where were you last show, huh, Brad? Huh? I mean... Uh,
3: kind of busy. I, 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 I was handling some business, MC. Um, None of which involved you, so I wouldn't worry about it.
0: Yeah, but, it, see, it kind of does, because as you see,
3: winners prosper,
0: losers walk away. I mean, I'll give you credit. Your protege, as you would like to call him, actually did a really good job holding his own until a little friend of ours came and helped out. But that's going to be for another show. But, I mean, Michael, you actually said it right. The winner of the fatal four-way going on to that penitentiary of pain. I'm so glad you brought that up because I know, what is it? We've got, so far it is insane Shane. Mm, really could care the less than any of the others so far. But as you can tell, what a lot of people don't know is this is not insane Shane's first go around within the penitentiary of pain. If we remember, a year ago he lasted in the penitentiary of pain, win a three on three match, and I think you was part of that match too. Were you not, Brad?
3: Yeah, I, I was. I was. I was involved. So I mean, not, not one. Of, not one of my proudest moments, but yeah, I was there. I mean, I kind of missed you a couple weeks ago. But, I mean, I
0: really didn't want to see the look on your face when your protege was taken out. But I just want to say, welcome back, and we look forward to seeing you tomorrow night.
3: Oh, You'll save me. For sure, you'll save me. <laughs> so, Michael,
0: do you have any questions for the winners?
1: Well, I do have to ask, you know what? Obviously, the uh, the spirits have had to be heightened after this victory. I do have to give you credit on that. Uh and on this victory heading forward to the penitentiary of pain, what's it like uh, with you and Shane right now as you look forward to Halloween Resurrection?
0: Well, the only thing that is on our mind right now in regards to Halloween Resurrection is walking in the penitentiary of pain, taking care of business as we always do. It doesn't matter if it's inside of a square circle, the chained octagon. It doesn't matter where we're at because inside those ropes, Or that chain link fence. We're at home. It doesn't bother us. The only thing that's on our mind right now is walking in as a challenger and walking out as a champion.
1: I mean, I certainly would agree, but Brad, I mean, he brought it up. You were on the outside looking in, but you were uh, there for the pinnacle impact last year. Uh, he would like to give MC as he prepared in St. Shane. Obviously, we know in St. Shane uh, was in the Penitentiary of Pain last night, or last year as well. So, uh any idea on how to get him on the winning side of us, Brad?
3: Well, and to be honest with you, um... You know, this is where, you know, I'm sure that MC's probably expecting it. You're probably expecting it. Cornbread's probably expecting it. But I'm not the same person that I was a year ago. So I'm going to give credit where credit is due, whether I want to put that on finance or not, is that I don't think there's any advice that I could give MC that he probably already doesn't know. Um, you know, obviously there's been a, a – there's a direct path both of our positions, they're very eerily similar, um, and so you know, I'm not gonna sit here and, and give MC any advice, not because I don't want to, or not because I don't, you know, because I don't have to. It's because the guy, you know, MC. I'll give you credit where credit's due. You've got a you've got a superior athlete, you know, uh, that you're guiding. Um, you know, I've had some dealings with with the insane one as well, um, and and I know that by what I've seen in both replay and what I've you know uh, picked up over social media, that uh, you know if anybody has a, a fighting chance, it's going to be you and insane Shane, uh, because to be honest with you, I I'll, I'll give you credit, um, you know, and Michael, I'll tell you that as well that I don't think there's any advice that I can give MC that he already doesn't know. I mean, there's going on the outside. Once those competitors are locked in that cage, whether you're in a a wheelchair covered in blood or you're sitting in the sand, there's nothing you can do. There's nothing you can say. There's no prep time. Uh, You know, there's nothing unless you've experienced it. Uh, firsthand as a a competitor, uh, and I think MC would agree, there's nothing you can tell your guy that's going to prepare him for what he's about to face. Uh, And I think that's where, you know, there's an edge to Shane having been in that match. Uh, You know, so again, on that token, I don't think there's anything you can do or to say, and, and maybe MC's got something. He knows what to say, but as far as it goes, I mean, if Justin Vincent were to, were to be in the penitentiary of pain match, I don't know if I could guide him properly other than to tell him to, to make a will and say goodbye to his loved ones, because I mean, it's hell in there. I mean, it is, it's not the penitentiary of pain for no reason. And I, I think that the only experience that an edge that you can have is having done it before because I, I, I've been told by several competitors that were in the last years that when that door shut, it was a whole new ball game, right. something they had never experienced. And, they, and I think that's one of the attractions to that match, and I think that's another reason that the fans should come out and see it, is that you're not going to see this style of brutality, uh, you know, anywhere else other than Halloween Resurrection on October the 19th. I um, would agree with and that. that. I mean,
0: Go ahead. Brad, you're, cor- you're correct. Thank you, Michael. You're correct. I mean, there are no words that I can say to Insane Shane, just like you had no words you could say to your competitors last year. But the thing is that what we have over everyone else that is going to be inside there is we are constantly, constantly, constantly training. We're in the gym. We actually have in the backyard a setup. Similar to last year's penitentiary of pain, that we are constantly working 24-7 as much as we can to get our bodies ready for the amount of pain that not only that we're going to receive, but that we're going to give. So you're right. Words of advice, I will give you credit. They get thrown out the window. It's how actions speak louder than
1: words. Well, I know what if you're busy getting your uh – respective uh, friends and protégés and whatever you want to call them, ready for uh, tomorrow night and another night in the back arena. But real quick, uh, Brad, I'm going to kind of alter your question on this uh, side. But uh, MC, we know two of the other competitors that are going to be locked inside of that penitentiary with uh, And, you know, a couple more spots will be filled inside of them. But for the competitors, you know, the
2: original the of How
1: do you feel this? And how do you feel know, knowing that all three competitors actually do share that same common thread as to having been inside the penitentiary last year?
0: You're correct. I mean, so far we've got three of the four competitors. All three of them have been inside the penitentiary of pain. Who are the other competitors? We don't know. Are we ready for them? Yes. Are we ready for the ones that we've got now? Yes. Will we be ready come October 19th? You bet your sweet you-know-what that will be ready. The only thing I can say, is, and then I've got to get back because we've got to do some more training, is just be ready for October 19th. A new Evolution Champion will be walking out of Halloween Resurrection. Michael, Cornbread, Brad, we'll see you guys tomorrow night.
1: Definitely want to thank the uh, MC for his time, but uh, Brian, I want to alter my question a little bit. Uh, you know, looking at these three combatants, all three have been in the penitentiary of pain thus far. Uh, how are you looking at odds? You know, if you're, I know you're a gambling man. Looking at odds, who do you uh, give the favorite to?
3: And I've, I've, I've got to go with. Um, I've got to go with Insane Shane, um, and, and it's loosely based on the, the fact that uh, that he's got to. Um, and I just, you know, Michael, it, it's one of those situations where, unfortunately, you know, it's, I hate to see it, it's like watching the bully win, but, you know, uh, you, you've got to, to, to me, unless there's some kind of health factor out there, the the, the the money in Vegas would be riding on insane Shane at this point. At the end
1: of the day, let's be honest, champions do nothing but win, and you got to give it up to him. Shane, he's definitely done nothing but win as of late. Cornbread, do you have anything for uh, Mr. Hicks before well, we let him go? Well, Michael, Michael, um, Cornbread,
3: one, second. Cornbread, one okay. second. I've got to ask Michael. I've got to ask you, Michael. I, you know, as, as you know, I try to stay on top of the ASWF. Um, and their social media page, and I encourage anyone to follow the Facebook page as well. There's a ton of information, but unfortunately there was some information that came across late last or late late yesterday evening. Have you been able, Michael, in the office, since I'm no longer affiliated inside the ASWF office? Uh, And I understand you have your beef with some of those involved in the ASWF management, but has there been any rumblings to this, to this video that was released of what we can only consider to be from the man Otis Crowley, with the mask and the bridges falling, and that very fine tingling song that was played in the background, and then it says the king must fall. Obviously, we know that's from from Otis Crowley, but have we gotten any further information from that cryptic message that was released uh, as part of that post?
1: Well, Brad, I'm going to go ahead and give you some backside, uh, some inside information that you know I probably shouldn't give you, and I'll even give you guys because you know we're supposed to be the backstage pass to all things ASWF. At about, uh, you know, last yesterday, evening, uh, it was probably about six thirty, seven 7 o'clock. Uh, our face, uh, the ASWF Facebook went down. We had no way into it. And by the time we got back into it, the video was posted. Literally, contacted the representatives for Suicide Otis Crowley, and they have had one comment, and that's no comment. Obviously, you're right. We can infer that this comes from Suicide Otis Crowley, and I believe that it's exactly what I've been saying that Otis Crowley's message to Ray has been. It's time for the old monarch to fall and the new king to rise. And I believe he wants to make that happen.
3: October 19th at Halloween, right? Yeah. I don't know. I'd hate to be on the receiving end of any special instructions that were deemed on there, though. I am I pray for the soul that has to endure that.
1: Uh, certainly, you know, that's something we can agree on, Brad. Uh, this is gone... <laughs> And uh, I could actually have lost the fact that uh, the part of the ASM board is in to uh, waive any and all responsibility because I can guarantee you mm-hmm. one thing in this uh, death match and that's that Ray nor Suicide Notice Crowley will walk out the same way that they uh, walked in.
3: That may not be such a bad thing, though.
2: Hey,
1: they have a point there.
3: Corbin? <laughs>
2: Well um well Brad, I, I know I I know you've been you've been very very busy as of late, but I, I do want to ask you two quick questions. And my first question is this, and we of course we talked about the penitentiary payment. Do you honestly think that the that the individual that the less of risk end up walking away ASWF champion? That's my first question.
3: Um you are, so you're saying that the the, the, the the one that doesn't do as much risk, doesn't take as many risks inside that cage uh, right. increases his odds of winning?
2: Yeah, that, I, that's my question to um,
3: you. I, I disagree. Um, okay. And here's why. I think that you have to go in there 120%. I think you have to take your normal. I think you have to expand that. Uh, to levels that you may not even physically be able to accomplish, but you find a way to okay. do it. Um, I think that the I think that in your question line of questioning, had you said who lay, takes the less risk leading into the penitentiary of pain match, I would say yes. Uh, you know, okay. I, if if I had any advice that the MC or anyone, it would be keep your guy on the sideline. Until October the nineteenth uh because he's gonna need every single ounce of sweat he's gonna need every single drop of blood he's gonna need every bit of endurance to handle what they're about to experience I mean I was there um incapacitated or not that is 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 a Soul-changing environment, to say the least. And to, uh. to so to answer your question the way you asked me, no, I think that you have to go in there and 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 you have to elevate yourself to match the environment that you're in. And so I think you have to take as, as many risks as possible, because once you get in there, there's no getting out, and there is a ton of very dangerous. Items that can be utilized uh, by anyone at any time. So I think you have to go in there, and and, and I think the key to that is, is getting getting ahead quick, and staying ahead. Really, honestly, and, and and that's by any means necessary.
2: So so in other words, so in other words, you have to risk it for the biscuit, right?
3: Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's the penitentiary of pain. I mean, Michael saw it firsthand as well there at the, at the table. You, you, I think, mm-hmm. and Michael would, I, I would say Michael would agree. I don't know. He's been thinking differently have, lately, but. I still have nightmares. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I mean, think, I, yeah, to, answer, I saying, to answer your question, I think that the the one that it does the most and capitalizes the most is the one that's going to win. I mean,. Um, Honestly, I mean, you, you just there's so many factors involved in a match like this that it it's it, it's insane to even think about.
2: Yeah, and 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 I do appreciate the answer. The next question, and of course, um, and of course, very quickly, right before I get to my final question, but I, I need to ask this quickly. Of course, a couple of weeks ago we saw the return of of Daniel Vinson, and of course he has his knee brace on and everything. Is there an update that you could provide for us concerning Daniel Vince's condition? Is he improving? Will he be back? What's the timetable if you know?
3: um, Of course, uh, Daniel's going to be back at some point. Uh, if you follow, again, social media, these guys are accessible all over social media. I, I encourage all of the fans to jump out on social media, whether it be their YouTube channel. Uh,
4: kind of a shameless
3: plug for former uh Client of mine, or former competitor of mine, uh, D Mike's got a Q and A out on his YouTube channel. If you're not subscribed to that, go check it out. Uh, mm-hmm. The big man, Dave Toomer, has a vlog that he posts about this week in wrestling. Very grateful, insightful stuff. Go subscribe to their YouTube channel. It's it's, it's pretty interesting stuff. But um, as far as Daniel Vinson goes, um, I mean, I don't know if you know. There's been some some things. I mean daniel Benson's been a, a part of this process the entire time uh,
0: mm-hmm.
3: you know we've been we've been following him you know his his medical updates we wish he would, could have been around you know we wish the things had never happened uh you know unfortunately yeah. the tag titles were lost and all of that but uh you know if you follow him on social media he's he's breaking how uh, you know breaking down the the Forrest gump reference of of, of of getting rid of the the braces as Forrest was running as a little kid. So the future is very optimistic and bright for, for Daniel, um, Vincent. And, and I think that, and I can't wait for him to join back up and, and have the Vincent brothers going out, you know, uh, going back you know, together again. I think it only helps the entire situation.
2: And, 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 thanks, Mike. and final question to you. Um, this Friday will be a monster legendary eight-man main event. Who do you have in this main event? Do you have uh, Jimmy Valiant's team, or do you have Dirty Little Dave's team, which also includes, um, and I hope I get this right, um, League the Legion?
4: I, I got well, frog If I
3: got it, uh, get it. it right. Yeah. Well, any time that you have the Lethal Legion out there and you have a a guy (laughs) like Dirty Little Dave or whatever, um, you you know, ooh. Do I know? You said that, man, with respect for
1: 40 years of professional
3: wrestling experience. Let 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 me tell you something. I have respect for the old school Uh, Guys, and I have respect for Dirty Little Dave For what he's accomplished And and the longevity of his experience But I'm going to tell you this right now Uh, Hanson, Jimmy Valiant From Memphis, Tennessee
4: Is going to come into the
3: Valiant Arena And he's going to live up to the hype He's going to do the naming of the arena justice And I think at the end of the day that we're going to raise the hand of victory to Jimmy Valiant and Cuff. Of
1: course you did. Well, Brian, good luck with that one. I uh, look forward to seeing you tomorrow night there at the Valiant Arena, but uh, I completely disagree on your main event selection, but I know you're busy, and uh, I'll go ahead and certainly let you go. But uh certainly want to wish you lo- all the luck in the
3: world tomorrow,
1: and uh, good night.
3: All right, well, Cornbread, you have a great one. Michael, I don't want you to get butt hurt, but I uh, personally spoke to Joey Britt this afternoon. So just, just let you know that. Thank you, Brad. Jesus Christ. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that was Bad Brad,
1: who all of a sudden apparently is the uh, commissioner's best friend, uh, Joey Britt's best friend. But uh, real quick, I wanted to get to this. Before
4: we hop off here
1: Uh there was a tag team matchup, uh, this past show and it pr- pitted FGA. It was supposed to pit FGA against the tag team champions, Gary and, and Gaston, but, uh, fate intervened and Gaston came out and had a tag team partner pick for him. And wouldn't, you know, if Fred James comes out of the audience, uh, cornbread, and I tell you what, uh, I was worried for old Fred James there when uh, when the pick went
2: down. Well, that to me it it was a shocking moment, but it, it my brain is still spinning off off of that off of that. I guess I I guess I could call it the miracle in Tuckerman, so to speak. But that's exactly what it was, and. For him To literally get the win And and the crazy thing is You know FGA has been really really hot as of late I mean they have Really racked up wins Even to the point Where they're literally putting themselves Inside of tag team title contention But By Choosing Fred Out of I the mean, audience And 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 he ends up getting the win of all people. Yeah, um, I was terrified. I was shocked, and I'm still shocked to this day. If you want my opinion, but I mean, let's be honest here. You know,
1: Cinderella story. It was absolutely, it was absolutely nice to see uh, Fred get that victory in that uh, contest. But you know what? Then uh, Gaston did the right thing and reminded Fred exactly where he belonged and, uh, you know. Yeah, that was my Reminded him just who he was, and that's exactly what he was, a fan. And, uh, of course, we all know Gaston didn't really need Fred James to pull out the victory in that contest. Fred just uh, happened to get lucky uh, that night. But, I mean, heck of of a a victory. I do have to say that. Heck of an impressive but, victory.
2: Go ahead. Here's my question, Mike. But don't you kind of think he kind of kind of double crossed him because he kind of felt that Fred was kind of stealing a little bit of his thunder?
1: I mean, Fred was stealing his thunder. That was Just Ge- stole his victory to get. And I mean, I mean, let's be honest. Fred stole it from him. Like I said, I I mean Gaston didn't even need Fred out there. Gaston would have been victorious. I that's just the way I feel. Uh
2: Fred got well, lucky,
1: sold a victory out from underneath Gaston.
2: Well, let me throw this question at you, Mike. And and we and we have to talk about Gaston here for just a moment. He has the golden ticket. No question about it. Do you honestly think it's possible? That possibly he can either cash it in tomorrow night or could he cash it in at Halloween Resurrection?
1: I mean, that's something that, you know, absolutely is something to watch. You know, the golden ticket obviously makes him one of the most, if not the most dangerous competitor in the ASWF. And, you know, he really controls the uh, ASWF that I've said it many times before. Is a championship that just hasn't been uh, brought to fruition yet. But it's literally a championship. Might as well be sitting inside of that uh, briefcase. Uh, one thing I want to ask you real quick before we go we got about three minutes left in the show here, Cornbread. Final thoughts heading in to the uh, big show tomorrow night, the fight on Friday night there at the Valiant Arena, uh, the Big Eight Man Tag. What are you looking forward to? What's your final thoughts?
2: Well, to me, it's almost a pick and mic Because we, have, we literally have potentials of feuds that are literally boiling over Heading into the month of October And we kind of discussed it at the top of the show uh, What could happen um, if Otis and if uh, Suicide Otis Crowley and Suicide King Ray, Ray are in the same building? K ASW have literally stopped them from colliding before we make it to the nineteenth. That's number one. Number two, you no, know, think about think about that monster, monster, legendary eight man main event. And of course, I know you have your opinions. No concern no concerning Hi. some of the legends on, on on the sides and all that. But you have Hi. to admit every individual that's competing in that match is a legend. Every single one of them. Man, granted, whether you, you like some of the guys on the ASWF crew or not, you have to admit, when you have Jimmy Valiant, when you have Freezer Thompson, when you have Rocky Ricky Rollin', and when you have Joey Britt on that one side, that is a dangerous combination. And a combination equally, equally as dangerous as Those guys is the Legion, who are ASWF legends, and... Dirty little gang. Also, ASWF legends. All in that one possible element, and you know, it will co- it will explode tomorrow night the Valley Arena.
1: You're absolutely right about that, well, Cornbread. Uh, I certainly want to thank you for coming on the show, ladies and gentlemen. The man makes a great point. Tomorrow night, wow. uh, scheduled to be in the building, will be Ray Ray and uh, Suicide Otis Crowley and. We all saw what happened last time. It literally took, uh, I think, about 60% of the population in Tuckerman, Arkansas, to keep these two apart, and they still were getting to each other. So, uh, my, needless to say, uh, we may want to call in the National Guard for security tomorrow night with these two in the same building. And, of course, the, uh, the family feud, this thing been going on longer than the Hatfields and the McCoys, the Valiant family against the Dirty Little Gang in the lethal Legion. You won't want to be anywhere a 201 Highway 367 North in Tuckerman, Arkansas, 7 p.m. tomorrow night, ladies and gentlemen, as ASW presents a very special edition of ASW Wrestling <coughs> at the Valley Arena. Be there, 5.30 p.m. The doors open. Kids 6 and under are going to get in for free. It's only $5 for you kids 6 and older to get in, ladies and gentlemen. want to make sure to be there and be loud uh, for, to be honest, this could be the last time you could see Jimmy Valiant as, I believe, Dirty Little Dave is going to go ahead and make him send a packing back to wherever he came from, Info, Tennessee, or wherever he came from, uh, with a brown and hanging his head pretty low. Ladies and gentlemen, for my broadcast colleague, Cornbread, I am the voice. Of the ASWF, Michael Carnahan, certainly wish you a good night, and we hope to see you tomorrow night as ASWF presents, like I said, a very special edition of Wrestling at the Madden Arena.